Welcome, everyone. And happy early 4th of July. This is our de facto 4th of July episode, even though it's coming out a few days early. Uh, last year... <laughs> yes, pew pew. She's, she's not. She's not in this one. We'll, we'll get to her in, in later months. Uh... Last year, we uh, we reviewed a movie. It's a bit of a national treasure for our, our days, uh, <laughs> uh-huh. our, our country. And uh, this, this I think you could say, is a national treasure, too. Because <laughs> uh, okay. we're reviewing National <laughs> Treasure 2, Book so of Secrets. So many people uh, just turned this off just I now. I think they cranked <laughs> their done. volume up and yeah, started blasting. Uh, Guys, stick around. American it's going to be great. It's going to be great. National stick Treasure Book of Secrets. So, Mama <laughs> K and I have both seen this before, but I learned Nicole that Nicole has never seen the sequel to the, the wonderful never... Treasure Hunting movie. Wow. I never wanted to taint the original one <laughs> that I love so dearly. So, we've done that I actually for you today. didn't even I didn't even know that there was a second one. So, well, our whole, pretty much our whole cast is back. Uh, same director, you know. The whole, the, the gang's all here. Yeah. Uh, so, in uh, National Treasure Book of Secrets, Benjamin Gates must follow a clue left in John Wilkes Booth diary Just to prove clue. his ancestors' innocence in the assassination of Abraham Lincoln. That sounds totally plausible. Uh, <laughs> everyone's back. Cage is back in the starring role. Nicholas Cage as Benjamin Franklin Gates. We always laugh at that name. Uh, Justin Bartha, Diane Kruger, John Voight are all back. Helen Mirren joins the cast, as does Ed Harris. And we get our little bits from uh, Harvey Keitel from the first yep. one. And uh, Bruce Greenwood appears as the president because he yes. is always always the president or Best the CEO president. or some lawyer-owning guy. You know, the he's, he's, the old, he's the old yeah, he's the old white guy in the suit. So that's he, Bruce Greenwood. And, uh, also and Ty Burrell. Yeah, Ty Burrell. I said, yeah. Count, count type row as we well i guess he's not <laughs> what do you call him that's, a, that's another story it's another story D- it has to do say... with the guy we saw on a cruise it doesn't matter it looks count. like Tybrell, but did you but... say top tie count 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 Tybrell. Tybrell. oh okay we were on a cruise Ooh, once like and there it. was this man who looked like a 70 year old version of Tybrell, but he looked kind of like like dracula too so we called him count, count <laughs> of course you did <laughs> he was he was around a lot. Him and his wife were very particular. They they were upset when people danced poorly. They wore matching matter. outfits. They oh, wore matching okay. outfits. Very, <laughs> I could make they, a whole they, podcast about about those individuals. Yeah, we'll have to do a we'll do a sideshow later when more people care to hear that. So if you have not seen National Treasure Book of Secrets, it is available on Disney Plus. Or so if you want to hear about out. Count Ty Burrell, I mean that's mm-hmm. that's important. I mean, too. You can write in if you want to hear more about Count Ty Burrell. Yeah. Funny stories with him and other. Uh, croc- was it Crocodile Dundee? I know what was it. Oh, there's uh, there's too many. We can't we can't get into Jack. this right now. Uh, we can't get into good. this right now. Steve Wozniak. Uh, yeah. So if you have not seen <laughs> National Treasure Book of Secrets, it's on Disney Plus. So go check it out if you have any interest. Before we spoil it now, uh, also probably want to see the first one. If I mean it's not super important, but there's some things important. to discuss. I suppose not, but uh, that's I mean, <laughs> whatever. They're both on so. Disney Plus. Go check it out. We're going to spoil it now. We rate things here at Films with the Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. Uh, in typical uh, fashion, we start with kind of a flashbacky thing uh, in nineteen or eighteen sixty-five, uh, five days after the end of the Civil War. John Wilkes Booth and Michael o- O'Loughlin, uh they are planning to. Uh, assassinates President Lincoln. I think everyone knows John Wilkes Booth. And uh, part of this 
plot involves uh, the great great grandfather of Benjamin Gates, Thomas Gates, who is a uh, just like everyone else in the family. They do riddles and treasure hunting and clues and puzzles. So that's that's what they they go to uh, they go to Thomas, the conspirators, to uh, get this this uh, puzzle figured out, and he realizes that they are members of the Knights of the Golden Circle. They are mm. Confederate sympathizers, and so uh, he does not. He does not. Obviously, Thomas Gates is a, is a, a patriot. He does not want these evil Confederates to take over. So he he uh, throws the piece of the puzzle that he has solved in the fire, and then they shoot him, and he he dies. Not not before giving his final clue in his dying breath to his son, who would you know later pass it down through the generations. So we're going to cut to modern day now. Thomas's great great grandson Ben Gates is delivering a lecture uh, about. Civil civilian heroes uh, during during the Civil War, and uh, we are introduced to a black market antiquities dealer, Mitch Wilkinson, who shows up with a page of John Wilkes Booth's diary, one of the missing pages. And uh, Thomas Gates's name is written with all the conspir all of the co-conspirators about uh, Lincoln's assassination. So uh, he frames it in a way that uh, makes it seem like Thomas Gates was responsible for the assassination of Lincoln. Was played a major role. Was a uh, was pulling the strings. And uh, Ben does not like this because Ben loves history and he does not want his family name tarnished and he does not believe it to be true. So. He is going to go on a quest to find the treasure that he was talking about in the puzzle, and that will clear <laughs> his great-great-grandfather's name. So he goes on a series of events with his crew, uh, his his estranged girlfriend, Abigail Chase, uh, his old uh, tech buddy, Riley Poole, and, they, and, his, and his, of course, worried father, uh, John Voigt. And uh, they're going to go around all over the world and find uh, clues that lead them to more clues. And the whole thing is going to lead to the City of Gold, because that's what the Confederates wanted. That you're going to use the City of Gold to win the war. So right. there's the plot of National Treasure, A Book of Secrets. Um, okay, what do you think of this plot? Outside of the fact that finding the City of Gold is going to uh, clear his great-grandfather's name, uh, which I'm not clear how that is true um no doesn't make any sense but it's fine yeah it makes no sense so therefore i mean that's a that's Hmm. kind of a plot hole that you could drive a i don't know (laughs) the the plot ferrari through um so Uh, that (laughs) yeah thanks um yeah so or mercedes um so that's a bummer for me but what i like about these movies is the adventure and i like it so for me to enjoy this movie it doesn't have to make sense like that uh for me to review it i guess i have to put a different lens on though so um i think the plot's fun it's not quite as uh convoluted as as the first one i think so i think it's it's easier to follow if you just kind of put it off to the side that it doesn't make any sense um, and you just want to go along for the ride. I like that we get to go a little bit around around the world. We get a little bit of London. We get a little bit of Paris. Um, you do love the globe trotting. I do love the globe trotting. Everything is highly illogical. I mean, uh, getting into the Queen's... Um, chambers and getting into the oval office of the president all in i don't know 72 hours seems like a stretch for anyone let alone um this guy who is sort of an he's kind of sort of a known whack job out there for other people i think so um again suspend 
your belief and just go oh, yeah. with Get that belief s- out of here. Don't, don't, don't even think about it. Yeah. <laughs> belief be gone. <laughs> be banished belief. Suspend yeah. it as high as you can. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, I like these. Uh, well, we'll get to the characters. I like these characters and they're fun and I like their adventures and I like um, and I think they've done some fun things. And there's some great car chases. The car chase uh, that they have uh, with the Mercedes is a really fun uh, fun thing to do. Um, I don't like Ed Harris as the bad guy. I wanted, I think it should have been somebody else, but, um, I danced my way around the fact that this is not a great plot at all. <laughs> um, you can like a movie, I, even if the plot is, uh, yeah, I know let you get even your if, number, but <laughs> even if, even if the plot's like a one and a half or a two, I'm going to generously give it a two because it's an enjoyable ride. Help. Okay. Next. Yeah, help. <laughs> is Nicole going to help? What do you think? <laughs> it's hard to talk about this one. I know I already made my, you know, little point here that you don't have to watch the first one in order to watch this one. But the first one, I don't want to bring that one too much into this because it really is like its own separate entity in how like the plot is, is drawn out. But the first one, like you need to understand that this series really suspends reality so much. Um, so much. Like, this so shit would never fucking happen. <laughs> like, no one would trap it the It makes president. Indiana Jones look like, 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 non-fiction. Like, it makes yeah, it... No one, like... no one would ever be able to interact with the president or be able to get a... Uh, White House correspondent to let them into the into the Oval Office with no with no you know reprimand like it, any of these things that happen during this movie are so far fetched <laughs> but if you can let go of that for a little bit like the movie becomes really enjoyable because you're like oh my god I wish that that would really happen like that would be so cool if someone could persuade a curator to let them into the into the oval office you know but putting all that aside and like just seeing what this movie is at what it actually is um it's not as interesting as the first one um I, I'll, I'll bring it up now because i don't want to bring it up for the rest of this discussion but like the first <laughs> movie is so much more interesting in what they have to do that they have so many more x y and z plots that they have to follow this one is more straightforward maybe like we have one goal which is to find this other piece of the the desks like i mean that's the only thing that we have to do in order to figure out the rest of this in my opinion um i know we have some more that we have to follow in terms of going to mount rushmore and blah 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 blah, but it's not as in depth i guess of a puzzle there's not so many pieces it's not like you have to go from puzzle piece to puzzle piece to puzzle piece to puzzle piece this is sort of like i think you're right i think you you get this one once you get this one main piece and thank god you know the mom is fluent in whatever language syllaba (laughs) is you know because and she's only a hand one of a handful of people so right you know again they're the perfect family for this yeah But, yes, I agree with that. I mean, this one definitely doesn't have as much depth as the first one did in terms of how many steps we need to solve such a puzzle. I'm glad that they used the same people in this one, and we all have 
like we all have the same common goal in this. We want to figure out another piece of history and, you know, uh, Ben Gates's determination to try to save his family's name is interesting, but it, it's kind of weird. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like who cares about your people from 150 years ago? <laughs> like, he doesn't um, want his family's name to be mud. Right. Ugh. Whatever. Um, so he'll he'll kidnap the president <laughs> to make sure of that. Yeah, I mean that's so far fetched. <laughs> oh, I forgot about really... that part. Yeah, we kidnapped the president. <laughs> oh, you forgot about where <laughs> well, they went forget. under the, I was just the like, tunnels the under office. a hotel. We got into the president the... likes George Washington. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> let's let's get everybody to book up any other place in the in the tri-state area that could have a party except for the one place that we need the president to be and then he's just fine with it yeah let's go let's leave my birthday party yeah let's use a website that shows who's booked and who's not instead of calling (laughs) saying hey the fucking president wants to have a party here whatever um i (laughs) don't care for this one as much as the first one only because i think that the plot is a little more bland and the steps that we need to take in order to find our resolution are not as fun as the first one uh, so this one i'm gonna give a 2.5 oh wow so that is generous um so i mean there's the, everything is kind of wrong with the plot like the, the central <laughs> motivation of clearing your name i, I will find this treasure to clear my my father's or great whatever father's name that is ridiculous it makes no like what we're given it makes no sense then you also have nitpicky problems like oh i'm gonna scan this little piece and uh, oh wait there's actually a hidden thing on the back then later on when he has that little piece of the di- or uh diane kruger has a little piece of the diary and goes to the meeting with ed harris they just hold up to a candle and you see the all the writing i'm like okay that's a nitpicky thing but that's another problem and then there's all the just the moving to place to place the way we get from place to place is nicholas cage reads the reads the word like he sees like one word and he's like he does this minute and a half speech to himself while everyone else looks confused about how this is going to get us to the next thing and he's always right and then well, the I things said that they to you as well to- when they when they had the flashback and they went to gates the great great grandfather or whatever and they asked him to decipher this diary and they said it's going to take a lot of time to figure this out it's some <laughs> sort of complex puzzle and it all of a like sudden 30 minutes. you see him starting to write down 30 seconds and yeah. he's starting to write down the letters <laughs> that the is fuck? technically some time i mean it's just, yeah. and then and then yeah all the major things they have to do so first they have to break into buckingham palace and get into the queen's quarters okay and it, never, but fine. Then, yeah, they ha- they escape, they get out real easily, and then use another little, like, thir- 30 to 90 second speech to get to the next place. And, you know, yeah, the, the mom is the, the expert, they get into the White House Oval Office and the, do the same thing with the desk, then he kidnaps the president after convinced, you know, <laughs> booking all the other venues and then trapping him in these underground tunnels, but the president's, like, cool with it. And then he tells him the greatest secret of all time, even though he could just walk out because it's the right thing to do. And then, then no. where's the treasure? It's in the mount. It's in Mount Rushmore. Why is the ancient like Aztec like? Why is it in Mount Rushmore? And no one noticed that when they were building Aztec. Mount Rushmore. He said, was, "Oh, Olmec. Aztec or Inca? Two different fucking things." And it I was thought not it was Olmec. And then I started thinking about what was the head, legends of the hidden temple. 
you know. But was I mean, I know there was the Dakota tribe of Native Americans in what is now North and South Dakota, but like this is this precedes that though. This is like this is like a Mesoamerican tribe. This is like you know when when Mexico and America were all one, and that's what's up there. And those were the Olmec, and it's from legends of the hidden temple so they're like the president the president has the secret (laughs) the president has the secret book that has every like secret ever like okay so he has the secret that book of secrets he has the secret book but he doesn't know about what's on page 47 being inside of mount rushmore how is that possible what's on page 47 also okay well if it's the president's book why does he not know what's on page 47 right (laughs) he forgot he forgot to read that page so, I know what's oh on it. Okay. Or maybe he knows, and that's the, I think that's the setup to the third one. But what, what's on it, Nicole? What do you think it's porn. on? Porn. Porn. <laughs> President porn. <laughs> Wait a minute. It can't be. Is porn it like the, Cl- the Clinton have... stuff and the Thomas Jefferson stuff? Like <laughs> no. <laughs> They have. They all have cell phones that don't even have cameras on them. So there's no way. Yeah. Why do they have to use the, the police book. camera? To, and then they have to hack into the police camera, and then the later, later on he takes they just use their cell phones. <laughs> just gonna, just gonna, you know, make sure that you know, just because Riley can do it, want to make sure that Riley can do it. You know, don't ask him to do it, but you know, just tell him to do it because you know. I'm oh sure we'll God. bring up more things in the future, but my whole problem is <laughs> the background. The reason doesn't make sense. There's right. a million nitpicks. That's what I said. The way we get from scene to scene doesn't make sense. And the scenes themselves are so improbable that the suspension of disbelief has to be, like, it's it's crazier than, like, a well-written sci-fi just, movie. It, can't you just accept it, though? You already know, going into this, after watching the first one, that it's going to be so out of, like, reality. Can't you just accept it for for your two-hour watch? That this oh, is no, there's ridiculous. things I like. I do, There's plenty yeah, of scenes. You, there's plenty of stuff I enjoy. but can't grade for a plot because of that no <laughs> i can't give it a grade for a plot because nothing i there is almost nothing in this plot that works as a plot it's a it, it gets us it gets our characters to new locations and they have some funny things they say and you can laugh at their ridiculousness but that's kind of where we're at where we, we the, i have to there's there's no it's it's a terrible plot it's a one it's a one plot i cannot find <laughs> redeeming qualities in this plot uh I, yeah. I, I searched, but, uh, oh my god. Anyway, the characters. Let's talk about something more positive, I, I would assume. Uh, what do you think <laughs> of the characters, Nicole? <laughs> um, my favorite character is always Riley. Yes. I just think that he is so, like, his stupid funny is actually funny. Um, they give him the best lines, mm-hmm. and I actually like how supportive he is of this stupid shit that's going on he'll always do it just because he wants that little bit of like acknowledgement um as we see when he has his book out and he's just sitting there waiting for someone to come up and know who he is and the first the first time that we see him in this movie where he's at the book signing and nobody knows that it's him they all think that it's (laughs) the other guy Mm -hmm. he's like uh Yep, that's me. Just because he just wants that little bit of attention. But I also think that he is the smartest of the group. Um, I think that they would not be able to uh, crack the code of any of this stuff if it wasn't for him. Especially because in his book, he actually writes about this shit that they're looking for. And nobody bothered to read it. (laughs) Like, I feel bad (laughs) for him. But he is the best character. Um, I... I, I, I always like Nick 
Nicholas Cage's fucking yeah. character in this because he's, the man. he's so good. It's so bad, it's good. And like he is That's where so he thrives. Oh my gosh, he is so like confident in himself and he's so proud of himself for knowing these things, but it sounds like most of the stuff that he knows is common knowledge. I mean, a lot of the people a lot of people say the things that he goes, Yeah, I know. Like Okay, you're not the only fucking one that knows this stuff, which makes it even funnier for me. Um, so that's why I like his character. He thinks he's just not, like hot shit, but everyone knows the sh- stuff that he already knows. Uh, what's the guy's? What's the actor's name that plays the president? Because I love him, Bruce, Bruce Greenwood. Green, Bruce Greenwood. Ugh, yeah, I love that guy. You so love Bruce much. Greenwood. Yeah. I do. <laughs> Anything that he's in, I just love him, and I just find it so funny that this. <laughs> president of the united states is so chill with some guy kidnapping him and tells him all these secrets it's like okay that i'll, I'll believe it <laughs> because i like yeah so uh, sure <laughs> <laughs> um and abigail i mean she's okay <laughs> i i knew she would always be with him from the beginning and even when she was seeing ty burrell i'm like okay i i obviously know that this is just kind of like a like a dig it to ben but the fact that she always comes around and is with him like i appreciate that i like her um everybody I could else... almost i could almost give that plot points for having her date a guy who later comes back and helps them get into a thing, even though it's a probable. At least it was That's, set up. So I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna give it a little bit of. I'll give it like a like a little tiny bump for that. But yeah, still one, but I mean, she knows what she's doing. Yeah. yeah, she she knows what she needs to do to keep Ben in the loop because I think that she always cares about him no matter what and wants him to succeed in whatever he's doing. So like, I understand what she's doing and she doesn't want to be with that guy. She doesn't want to be with anybody else, but Nick Cage is a fucking creep. So she's just got to keep it, keep it on the back burner for now. <laughs> so, um, every other like, character time. He's was not that? a creep. I mean, it's like, <laughs> He's a creep in this. <laughs> he thinks he knows everything under the sun, but everybody else also well, he's knows a dick, everything. But I don't think he's a creep. Yeah. <laughs> he can solve the puzzles really quickly, though. No one else solves them as quick as he can. Bullshit! Everybody's right there. Even Riley already solved all this shit in the book. Okay, he already knows everything. Um, and then the like other the characters, secret. like his father and his mother, I really see them as side characters. They don't. They don't scream like needed <laughs> i don't know i really could do without his dad honestly um but i will give oh they're really not that good but i really like them in this <laughs> i uh, i'm gonna give them a three <laughs> what do you think Mom? okay i love the characters in in this movie i love the characters in this franchise i wanted to see i wanted there to be a national treasure like 43 i wanted it to happen <laughs> so much um what do we james bond level <laughs> i know yeah but i mean you know james bond is one guy it's like this is you know this is a whole yeah, we got I, f- I, like four maybe five right. people but the way that they interact together that's what i really like i mean you know nicholas cage's character and his dad are very much like you know uh I almost said season three, episode three, but I mean movie three of the Indiana Jones series um, when his, you know, his dad comes out. I mean, those are the same. They're the same people. 
um, you know, the, the, the son is always trying to show up the dad, the dad is, you know, wanting to remain relevant, even though he's not, uh, they don't do it better than Indy and his dad, but, but they're good. Um, I, I love Riley too. I don't love Riley as much in this one as the first one, because in this one, mm -hmm. he's more self-aware. He's more like, Oh God, I know I'm your wingman constantly. And, 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 but guess what? I'm just going to say yes to you all the time, even though I think that, you know, what you're saying is stuff, stuff that we all know, but I'm just going to be like, yes, you're brilliant and the best. And, and, and I'm just going to be here all the time. Um, and I'm going to write the book. Like you said, I'm going to write the book and no one's going to read it. And literally no one read it except for the Harvey Keitel character. Um, which for me, it was a bummer. He was not used enough in this movie. I mean, I don't know how you. Oh, they decide. had him for two days. They, I like, know. They, like, they, he all. I told him, I was like, oh, look, he stood up from his desk in the scene. Like, they, he yeah. doesn't care about being there. He's sidelined <laughs> the heart. I mean, and he could have been more because, you know, they hinted in the first one that he was part of. Uh, I think the Masons, right? And so, or and and I'm thinking. Well, he knows that, about the secret book too, like. Yeah, he yeah, knows about like the secret he, book. He know it's like it's like everybody knows everything in this movie. But we're yeah, gonna Nick follow. Cage is bullshit. So why do we have to break into the Queen's <laughs> office and the President's office and and play with driftwood for an hour? Like if everyone knows. <laughs> also, these desks, those desks were amazing. I want one of those. I mean, the Queen never found it in in 150 years. She never well, like, like opened the right combination literally... of drawers. It only took them two tries to fucking figure it out. Like, anybody could have figured oh, it out. 1819? No, 1876? Oh, it works. Yes, All right, that's the one. Also, the of the United States. Okay. And also, why did they have to fly a drone to see what was written on the baby Statue of Liberty? Because I feel like that Same reason they used the police camera and then hacked into the police camera <laughs> to read the driftwood that they <laughs> held he in their a, hands. When he had so a, he had a phone. phone right there. Yeah. I was at first. I was like, "Is this before camera phones?" And then I saw the rest of the movie. They just used camera phones for everything. I'm like, right. "That would have been a good idea to use earlier." <laughs> like, right? I mean, even even the dad had like a razor. So I was, I don't know. I'm thinking that this was the way she's like, "No, the the camera is broken." My phone. I'm like, "Who the hell carries around a phone with a broke camera?" Nobody. No, not one person. Uh, you're not poor. Come on, get over this. Well, this was. It, the, the the story was rewritten like several times. Maybe some of it was written before before cameras on phones, and then they just left it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that we're we're getting back to bad plot points again. When I want to talk about good character interaction, um, I like that they that they went to to France to see the mini the baby Statue of Liberty because I like the interaction that he has with with the two uh, gendarmes, the two police, because Riley, once again, I mean, he's even below the police at this point. Like, you know, he, he gets no respect. He's like legit. Um, he does. I, like I said, I don't think he gets quite as much uh, good stuff to do in this one. He's, he is smart and he's, yeah, Nicole's right. They can't do anything without him because he's the one who makes sure that all the tech is working and that they can, and he, all he needs is a bathroom stall and he can set up a fucking like, you know, CIA headquarters in that stall for five minutes and, um, you know, just do everything that needs to be done. Um, but these so guys effortlessly are too. Effortlessly. He, he, never has a hiccup, ever. he ripped, he ripped an iPhone in half and stuck it to the side of the wall. And now he yeah. can like see the queen or something. Like, I don't, <laughs> it's, it's, it's 
crazy. Also, <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't want to because I'm gonna go down the. I'm gonna go down the rabbit hole of plot badness again. But you know, I mean, they get in that what cage the underneath the Buckingham Palace. I don't understand. Oh, uh, cage um, in the cage. Yeah, cage in the cage, exactly. But he gets out, <laughs> and then he's uncaged. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm. I'm. I see the reason why he and. Um, Diane Kruger's character had to be sort of split up at the beginning because she had to be dating Ty Burrell in order to get invited to the White House Easter egg hunt because that's when they let just anybody in. Um, yeah, right. Especially if you don't yeah, have no one's kids. in the White House during that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, where was the president during that? He was planning this party. Maybe they like, brought flowers around the halls of the White House too and that made people not question them. Right, and they talked about them. <laughs> it's like, oh, and then flower, flower, flowers, yes, flowers, and like, okay, yeah, this this lady's like, I, you know, okay, but I like the, I do like the way they all interact. And I said, I'm gonna say it again. I don't like Ed Harris as the bad guy, and I don't know whether it's because I like Ed Harris as a good guy, but he plays bad guys and he's good at it. I just, um, you knew he wasn't gonna be like bad enough. He, there was not gonna be any really bad things happening. No, he's not Sean Bean from the first one. He's he's redeemed yeah, at the end. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he, yeah, and his character is redeemed at the end, which um, which is which is good. I like that. That's that was a very Indiana Jones piece and that whole. They were on I that like the platform, end, that yeah. chessboard platform, for a little too long for my liking. But yeah, what what characters am I missing? I think uh, I feel like I've covered. That's that pretty president. much everybody. Yeah, the president, president. I guess he's pretty. The much president it. was good, and I could, you know, I see him. I mean, he was such a child. He was such a little giddy kid. Like, oh my gosh, you brought me a map. Ooh, right? I love George Washington caves. Ooh, let's go look under my birthday party at the. And why was Randy Travis playing there? Why was that happening? Why did they need like a country a music break? <laughs> Why did they need that? <laughs> and also, when the president went into the, his little cave with Nicolas Cage, and he just tells the CIA or the uh, Secret Service agent, you know, back off, dude. The Secret Serv- Service agent's job is to be like, no, I am glue to you. You can't even tell me what to do. So well, thank God he did it, because otherwise his plan wouldn't work. Otherwise, they would have had to like knock him out or something, right? I mean, they would have had to have done something like that. Um, I like, yeah. He's just too much of a good guy in this, though. He can't do that. I know. He I like hurt the, I like the interaction of everybody. I like the way that Ed Harris's character is redemptive at the end, even though I did, wasn't sure that that was going to happen, but I'm glad that that did. So I'm giving these characters a big old four because I love them a lot. All right. What haven't we touched on with these characters? I mean, the I like our the, the, the same four people who were kind of the main four in the last one. So that's that's Ben, Riley, Abigail, and Patrick, the the father. Uh, they're all back, and they have a nice character continuity. They all seem like the same people. A lot of times with these like throwaway big Hollywood sequels, they just do whatever they want with the people. But the characters seem similar to how they would be a couple years removed from the first one. So I like that. Yeah. Uh, the 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 reason Ben and Abigail are not together is pretty flimsy but i get why it's there but uh, it's because she says so too often and that made nicholas cage freak out i guess and so he kicked, so she kicked him out like i can like i can understand kicking nicholas cage out of a mansion i'm sure it's happened plenty of times in real life uh but i the reasoning is just it's it's 
it's very flimsy, but that's fine. They get back together. Uh, I I think John Voight is low key one of the one of the best characters in the series. I love. Are you serious? His, oh, I love him. He's so I oh love his my his. God, he's not as much in like this a, one though. I liked him a lot in the first one, but this one. I like him almost as much in this one. Who I don't. I no. I agree with you guys. Riley is, is subdued a little bit in this one. Abigail's about the same. Maybe down. Uh, I don't know. She has some good moments in this one too. Dude, R- Riley doesn't have so as much. Dad is so fucking annoying. You would. Think I love him. He is so smart <laughs> because he raised such a smart child to know what to do with all this history and shit he's so boring in the second one he's no. so like he's just there like what is he fucking doing nothing he's I like a sad right. sack going to the mom please help me read this like get the fuck <laughs> out of here i like him i i like oh, his i like God. his character i like how he rambles on and ben's like dad dad just fucking stop for a second and I, <laughs> uh, john void and then he gets this little moment with uh with uh, the mom with emily at the, at the after they swing on the vine they're like oh Ooh, we had an adventure look at that we're we're happy because we had adventure together like it's it's very simple but i like i, <laughs> I like it I, I i i cheer for i cheer for the him and i'm glad that they reconcile some uh the arcs again one note and simple but i i enjoy all of it you know ben gets back together with abigail riley riley has someone recognize him at the final party and he he doesn't and he doesn't feel like such a, a schmucky secondhand loser that was anymore. Cute. Everyone gets a little tiny, or and then yeah, our bad guy—he's redeemed. Uh, I mean, you know, after holding a knife to a woman's throat and threatening to throw <laughs> them all and let them drown. But you know, in, in the end, he, he realizes he has to let them escape, and his only condition is to say that he was a good guy. And I guess Ben's like, "Fine, you can say you did it. That's fine." And he does because he's an honorable man. Um, very simple little arcs for all the characters, and I still like their interactions. It is not as good as the first one. It's not. But, uh, I don't think the steps down are that much. So, uh, I'll give them a 3-5. I think, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm about the characters in this. And Nick Cage does have a couple of, couple of moments where he gets to freak out and go crazy, like in the Buckingham <laughs> Palace, and he's stomping around and yelling and flying down a banister and making fun of British people. I mean, he gets, uh, th- those are the things, that's why I watch all his movies no matter what, because every once in a while. Get a couple of those freak out moments. So let's get on to the visual and sound. Back to you, Mama K. What do you think of that? Oh, wow. Right. We have to get beyond the characters and the plot. Um, the visual and we'll, sound we'll, of this. We'll skim through this to get to the end. But yeah. Like yeah. Just, uh, we'll, okay. We'll... Um, well, you know, it's pretty because it goes to foreign places. And it's, you know, uh, it's yes, going. The Mama K rule. If it's in another country, it's pretty. It's, be- it's, it's nice. Yeah. In general, that's true. Um, also, yeah. we got to see, you know, the um, the South Dakota Black Hills, one of the Dakotas. Um, I think it's South Dakota. I, I believe it's South Dakota. Yeah, and you know, I think that's an interesting piece, actually. Sorry, I'm not. That... I'm no Ben Gates. I don't know uh, where the uh, mountain <laughs> <more> is. <laughs> Let's call Riley. I bet you he knows. Um, the, that is a little piece that's actually a bit of a plot point. Is that the fact that they they carved it to make the Mount Rushmore piece? to hide uh where the gold is is uh where the gold is um that's a yeah, plot you think point that would be in you'd think that it would be in the book of secrets because the, the the president didn't seem to know where the city of gold was well maybe that's just not one of the things that the president's supposed to know i don't know uh, maybe that's what's on page he knows like, every I... other major thing <laughs> he doesn't know where the city of gold is when that it's literally underneath mount rushmore big honestly compared to you know I don't know. And then what happens? If I feel like this would make the, the cut, book is, but all right. 
if, if he's the only one who knows where the book is, what if he gets assassinated and then people are like, oh my God, where's the book? You know, kind of thing. Maybe he um, has a letter to open for the vice president as like a contingency right. plan. I don't know. I mean, because no, no, it's none really important. Like, you know, so many other things would not, you know, be more important than that. Um, but that's a plot point. Um, so I, I like that. I like, uh, I like that they go there, but they spend way too much time pouring water on things. And that's not interesting to me. Um, they have the a car- lot of water. A lot they of water. So much. What a waste. <laughs> yeah. What a waste. I'm water. like, they all have aquafina, like. aquafina though. So nobody wants that anyway. <laughs> yeah. The disappointing part of this for me is I do like the bit at the end where they're, um, you know, they're, they're kind of in that matrix looking for the, the, the lost city of gold um within the mountain but otherwise it's a movie that i i would want to see a lot more interesting things happen as far as uh the actual movement of of the plot that we don't have my favorite parts of this movie in visual and sound are car chases which i don't that just seems not right to me um so the car chase yeah uh throwing in randy travis brings it down a notch for me just because throwing in anybody seems kind of gratuitous and weird and useless. Um, so visual and sound is like a two and a half for me. What do you think, Nicole? I I have to agree with you there. I am pretty bored with that, with the aspect of like what the visuals are doing for us. I hate bringing back that first one, but like the the, the first movie has so many more details that are involved with the visuals this one doesn't have as many it's kind of straightforward we get like three different places that our main characters have to go and trek through and it just doesn't have as much intrigue i guess um the sound is kind of like mission impossible vibes like like oh what are they gonna find next and it's like they're pouring water on an eagle or whatever the fuck they're doing and it's like this is really stupid (laughs) they just wasted like eight people's time to find how how lucky that they each had about half a water 16 ounce water bottle and they happened to be standing right where the eagle was on this gigantic on this gigantic boulder and they're gonna try to fucking find it and someone finds it okay and then you gotta stick your hand in there all right whatever i agree with that i think that's really corny and like the rest of the movie is corny but not to this extent i guess you can say i mean the rest is if you want to say in quotes believable but this <laughs> that part in particular is really stupid and i'm just like oh you're losing me right now because this is like a like childish i already know what to expect with this kind of movie in terms of their visuals and and i i already know it's supposed to be pretty straightforward and like what you see is what you get type of thing like we see them having to use this whole thing that they read the first paper on in the beginning and then like brennan said earlier they literally use candlelight to see it again like what kind of what, yeah. what point what point are they making here with this like they're really getting too into it at the Just wrong parts for us to make yeah it totally is um this is probably the lowest point because i just think about the music is really 
really funny. Like, they make it try to sound so mysterious. And it's like, oh, what are we going to find next? And like, <laughs> it's just literally them just like stumbling upon the next part. Oh, we're at the White House now. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so I'm going to give it a one for this part. Oh, my. Wow. Uh I love the music in National Treasure and this one. I love the, the, the music. I had to look it up because it sounds like very um, Pirates of the Caribbean sounding. That's the best like, like comp it's I can It's Mission Impossible. It. it is not Mission Impossible. It's much more like... like It's much more sweeping and big. And like I, I really like the, the, the music in this and the other one. There's also the... Dun, 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 dun. I had to look up to see if it was the Pirates of the Caribbean guy. It's not, but it's... it's uh, this the this man uh, what's his name here I have it in front of me Trevor Rabin has done well, look at twenty or thirty different films so he's a he's an experienced uh, experienced musical director for the screen and I like a lot of his music here uh, and visually um, the car chase I, I pointed out to Nicole I was like oh they filmed this like three different ways because there's exteriors. There's Nicolas Cage, Diane Kruger, and Justin Bartha in the car, and then there's Ed Harris's parts, and they were definitely never on the same place at any point during the filming. <laughs> so I mean, like I could tell because they're never seen together. When we see cars far away, we don't see it, like, and when we're in the car with anybody, it's very close. So like, I mean, it's you know, it's some filmmaking trickery, but uh, visuals, it's a it's a big blockbuster, you know, several million dollar action, I would say $130 million budget this movie had, so um, wow. I gotta wow. imagine, I mean well, Jerry is Buckingham that on star power, is it is it set pieces, I mean, Nicolas Cage was still a, a pretty bankable asset in 2007, it was just the beginning of the decline, so uh, oh and, you know, you, you, had, you had Harvey Keitel make his thing, and Ed Harris is here and I'm, I know John Voight and Helen Mirren aren't exactly the biggest draws anymore, but they're here, I mean I don't know where the, the money went. 130, 130 seems high for this. It's a nice set pieces. Once we get to the, uh, I like all the Aztec or not Aztec, whatever it is. They don't. Do they ever even say which one it is? You said yeah, it was Olmec. He says but... Aztec or Inca. They're two fucking different things. Yeah, you can't just say Aztec or Inca or some Native American thing. That's not an answer. That's just like They're, uh it's just some Native They're American two, thing. Two completely different fucking things. Uh, whatever it is, uh, I like I like all that stuff. That the, the set pieces there look really nice, and I I feel uh, I feel all the stuff that's going on once they're in there. Um, I, I'm gonna give it like a like a two five because I really do like the music in this. Um, but it doesn't. I mean, 130 million. This doesn't quite look. This is like a 50 million dollar kind of. No, I wasn't movie, impressed I with it, and I gave it a two five. So I'm I'm confused about how we're looking at this, but yeah. <laughs> What do you mean? You were, I you not like the music? I love the music in this. The music, the, I without, the music, the music was fine. The and the and the music told the story. I got. I didn't have a Mission Impossible feel. I had sort of more of your kind of, you know, Pirates. Disney. That's what I thought of immediately. Yeah, it's a Disney. It feels like a Disney kind of feel to it. Um, but I just so is I, it a Disney I, film? Oh yeah, it's on Disney Plus. Oh Disney Plus, wow. Yeah. Oh my god! Disney and Jerry, yeah, Jerry, Jerry Bruckheimer is the producer, so he has mm. his own yeah. his own production studio. So, uh, anyway, let's get to this ending here. So we are at Mount Rushmore. We poured the water on the rocks and we got in the caves. So we're in the caves. Uh, I stuck our hand in. Another weird plot point that we didn't 
yeah, stuck the hand in. Another weird plot point we didn't point out is that Ed Harris' character, Mitch, is uh, he's fine with leaving his goons on the outside without the guns. Like, in the original one, we have Sean Bean with his goons, with all their guns, and they go into the thing with him. And this one, Cage is like, oh, I'm not doing that again. You, you can come, but you have to come by yourself. No guns. No I'm like, guns. Oh, really? He's going he's gonna to go in there with five other people who all hate him, and it's <laughs> just, just going to be fine. But fine. Whatever. The six of them go in. They get their separation, so Ben, Riley, uh, Abigail, and Mitch have to deal with the, the, the counterweight platform chess piece moving thing. And then, uh, Boring. And then Patrick and Emily have to swing across and rediscover their 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 sense of adventure together. Uh-huh. together. Anyway, both of those somehow lead to the same room, and they're in this giant water room. <laughs> they, push, they push a lever that's in the center of the room, which took them... They can solve all these complex things, but they couldn't see that the only thing in the room was the thing that they needed to push. I mean, they were right. like, how do we how do we get... And then the, the fire, it's supposed to mirror the first one where they light the fire and then it illuminates the whole room. And you're like, oh, look at all this treasure. And this, it just goes down about six feet. And then the room is still just the room. Like the fire doesn't like go around the whole room and light it up. Whatever. These are just nitpicks, but uh, I notice it. And then uh, <laughs> they end up go. They, they push the thing. They go into the... They find the city of gold. They're all doing their own things that they like to do. You know, Ben's looking at history stuff. And so is the mom. And Riley's stuffing gold into his bag. And, you know, everyone's right. doing what you would think they're doing. Uh, and then the, the water busts through all the walls because the walls couldn't handle the water anymore because it was after too all much. These years. After, all, after all these years, as soon as they found the place, that's what, and then, you know, you get a little crack and then the whole, all the walls all over the place, whatever water sweeps <laughs> them down into this little underground cavern where the water drains out. And the only way to get out is for basically someone to stay behind and hold the door open and then close the door so that the rest of the people can get out to safety. Uh, the way they frame this, it doesn't really work that way because they just show a tunnel at the end that they could walk out of. So right. <laughs> I, think, I think everyone could probably have made it out, but that's fine. They, they, they can't wedge the door because they'll drown, I guess. Uh, yes. And uh, after after uh, Mitch threatens everyone and holds a knife to Abigail's throat, uh, the water keeps blasting in and it sets up a situation where Ben's stuck in the door. Uh, Mitch has his coming coming to Jesus moment. He decides to to be noble and be like, oh, either we all die or I die. I guess that's kind of noble, whatever. So just promise me you'll say I found the place and give my family a good name too. And he's like, all right, I'll do it. And then he gets sucked under the door and then Mitch, Mitch dies. So they go back. The president's like, uh, he didn't kidnap me. He was just giving me a tour and the, the, the door came down uh, it was an accident and then he's like so page 47 what about what's going on with that and then you know that's setting us up for a sequel i'm assuming and then everyone has their nice little ending ben and ben and abigail are back together riley has someone recognize him even though his ferrari and his ferrari's back so thank god his ferrari's back yeah. um so everyone a nice nice happy ending for everyone even even mitch even though he died he gets his name put in the history books as noble so that's the end uh back to you nicole what's the resonance feel the ending of this was so fucking boring <laughs> oh my god i don't, I don't even remember <laughs> i don't even remember the half of the shit that you just said to me Ugh. i don't remember any of this water part underwater him holding her underwater i don't even know what you're saying <laughs> All I remember... We, we just watched this, like, an man, hour ago. <laughs> I don't even care about any of that. I like the end <laughs> where the president Greenwood. says to him... <laughs> the, president, 
where the president says hey you are a hero we put you on the front page of the newspapers la di da wow good for you and everybody is all excited and the one guy's dead like that's all like that's all that i got from this like the ending is so stupid Okay. And okay, after they find after they find the fucking world of gold or whatever, then they just let they just world of gold. They just let Ben Gates's dad and mom in there freely. Who the fuck are they? They don't have any anything to do with this. It's just, I thought it was all like government stuff from here on out. Because they couldn't get them in the... You couldn't get uh, John Voight... Are you tagging all of this? Is this all getting graphed? Fuck you! Get out of here! You don't belong here anymore. Yeah. No. (laughs) They helped discover it, so Helen Mirren gets to walk around and I don't care. And John Voight's like, huh, you should should see when we were picking out a couch. I'm (laughs) getting so angry right now. I'm getting so angry because this is all crap. This doesn't work it doesn't make uh. sense it's stupid you try to live with uh, her for, for the rest, 17 years uh. the rest of this oh if the rest of this was all supposed to lead up to this moment where everyone is being an asshole i can't i hate all of it i want to give it a zero because of all this crap that's happening at the but end he got his ferrari back i don't care and she said so None. she said so in a way that didn't oh, make nicholas cage making, angry oh you're making my blood boil right now the ending of this was the worst ending i ever and saw riley, i couldn't somebody have, knows riley yeah they don't they don't think he's a total loser and then he goes and fucks it up and backs into another car <laughs> I just, I'm done. Because he's Riley. I hate all of this. I'm giving it a fucking zero. They ruined it. The whole last ten minutes is ruined. Zero. Mama K. Zero. (laughs) I feel feel like you feel some kind of way about it. I feel like there's some kind of resonance. I say there's there's some feeling. (laughs) It's not a positive one, but... Um... Yeah, this is, you know, the second in a series of two, I think abbreviated uh, as it is. I think they planned on doing more, but for whatever reason, I don't know, uh, Nick Cage became a third irrelevant, one in I pre-production. Guess. Yeah, and, I mean, pre-production for 13 years? Is that what's happening? They said in January of 2020, Disney has approved a script. It's been through development hell, but they have the writer done, and the majority of the cast has agreed to come back. Well, none I of them also, are as profitable as they were 10 years ago. I also heard that Disney Plus is just going to make it into a series. Um, which no! Is, yeah. No series! Movies! Yeah. Movies! They just released that about a month ago, that they're going to do a, a series. My guess is that it's not going to involve the same uh, actors and probably... I don't know, not but the same. Maybe they'll have what, the what characters. What are any of them doing? Like Cage As... will do anything. We've established this. I was the last thing you saw Justin Bartha or Diane Kruger in that was event? like ten years ago minimum. John Boyd, um, Helen Mirren, they're what a hundred years old. I mean, Helen Mirren's Harvey always Keitel, in stuff. You can get Come him on. to sit in a chair for an hour. <laughs> what do you mean an hour? He was in this movie for literally forty-eight seconds. Oh, I'm talking so... about the amount of time he spent on the set. Oh, on set, yeah. Well, he that. walked in, sat a chair, gave three lines, and then walked out. And while he was walking out, they filmed his other scene. 
um yeah so i think that's what's going to happen with it because i think they want to try to go in a like nancy drew kind of way with it so that that'll probably work for disney uh it's probably going to be adventures of a young benjamin uh gates so uh be prepared for that that's just my thought no one's told me anything i don't i don't have i don't have the ear of of disney production um but what I'm thinking of this as a second film, uh, I don't have a preference for second films in any sort of a series, whether the series is two films long or the series is nine films long, uh, with the exception of the Marvel Cinematic Star Universe. Wars. So, Star Wars. Um, and, oh, sorry, and Star Wars. That's true. That's the best one. It, it's not surprising that this was less uh, interesting, enticing, plot-filled, um, any of that. And whenever I think about this movie, I think, oh, yeah, they made a second one and it's about a book of secrets, but it's not really about that at all. I can't remember what it's about. So the residents would feel for this movie. <laughs> Having seen it a few times, I would get I would think that I've probably seen it four or five times uh, is <laughs> not great. Uh, I never watched the end of it because I don't like the end of it either, Nicole. So um, I think that I will probably give this a one and a half for resonance and feel so i like the end of this movie uh i mean it's Clearly. it's tropey it's tropey and um and completely predict like pretty predictable um, i know but it but is boring a, even though there's action happening it's really boring to watch but it's, well okay so yeah maybe maybe i don't maybe the tilting of the table and the swinging on the rope is great i'm talking about once they find the city the city yeah. it, like is it's cool and i like them they all have their character moments where they're going around seeing things and when they're in the water and about to escape it's a tense scene i like it it's a good scene and i like that all of them have an arc at the end that's wrapped up it's simple it's one note but it's the closest thing to like a movie i can i can like grasp onto because the rest of the movie is a bunch of nonsense it's so much <laughs> I like, like the I, nonsense I, I, I need though. i need the movie to be a movie it's something when it's nonsense i'm like <laughs> eh, i mean I, I laugh at cage being crazy in the in the queen's quarters and justin bartha less funny lines but he's got a couple of good ones i like john voight being yeah. c-3po ish and concerned and annoying but i i, I enjoy it <laughs> Um, but it's not the the movie. It feels like a movie at the end. It feels like I'm actually like experiencing a movie. Until then, it just feels like bunch of nonsense. So um, it's not. I, mean, yeah, I, th I think it's clear that we all are much lower on this than the first one. I think we all like the first one, even though the first one suffered from many of the similar problems. It's just a better movie, more entertaining movie, more interesting. Uh, I'll still land on like a like a two and a half for this because I've seen it a couple of times. It is terrible. <laughs> um, but, uh, I would, I mean, I'm a Nicolas Cage completist. I've seen much worse. This is in the top half for stuff I've seen of him. So yeah, you've made me like, watch much worse. So yeah, uh, I've seen, I, I'm not even like halfway done. I've seen like 50 Nicolas Cage movies and I'm not even there yet. Like I just uh, got to keep working. I got to get them all done. Uh, so we're at the end here. Uh, Mama K going to recommend National Treasure Book Secrets. You know, having just sat here for the last 55 minutes and 34 seconds trashing this movie, I'm going to recommend this because it's it's a fun it's a fun ride. You so have to okay. suspend you have to suspend disbelief about everything about it. Uh, and if you can get through to the end, it's also too long. That's probably the biggest a big part that's it bad is for too me long. at the end. It's about, it's about it's half too hour long. too long. Yeah, and for me, it's basically the last half hour that's too long. I don't mean the very denouement, the very end, 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 but the part where they're going to the Black Hills, and I'm like, I saw this movie already. Um, I saw this whole movie already, but 
I liked the other part of it. So um, I'm going to recommend it just because it's a fun thing to do. Uh, also, you're going to have to get up to speed if we're going to have a TV show on Disney+. Plus. Just saying. Oh. Nicole? Oh, I agree. <laughs> really? Uh, do you really? I would re- you're gonna, I would you were going to recommend this? this? You just gave it a zero for Residence of Fear. Which is not even care. part of the grading system. I don't care. I don't care because <laughs> it's so fun. much fun and who like who doesn't love mystery movies about history stuff in yeah, the United States? Adventure. Like who cares? Like I, I can totally suspend the belief of what's happening in this because it's just fun like oh my god is nick cage gonna figure out what it is of course he <laughs> is like i can't wait to see what he's gonna figure out i love it i would say yes so it's three recommends for this horrible <laughs> sequel that we've done nothing but complain about for the last hour. Uh, there you go. You, happy Fourth of July, everybody! Unanimous, unanimous recommend. Oh my God, you all! We are entirely useless as a as a podcast about films. A hundred percent useless. Sorry, I, I'm I, so I have sorry. gone on about on the show that I like. There's plenty of bad movies that I derive oh enjoyment God. out of. This okay. is one of them. Uh, I don't. I don't think as soulless as it feels. Like behind the scenes, which I do always take note of. See any Adam Sandler movie I've ever talked about, other than you know, Uncut Gems or Punch Drunk <laughs> Love. It's a it is a it's fucking it's a completely soulless creation by people who wanted money for things, um, but it's it's it's. <laughs> so fucking stupid it's funny it's, it's good it is good it, it, prov- it provide. i think it's self-aware enough where it provides the entertainment you look for uh in in mindless popcorn flicks which is not something i usually endorse but uh this is a uh, it's it, national treasure series wiggles its way into those exceptions i don't know what it is if it's my cage no it's, it's like it's a I national love, treasurer treasure it's a national treasure <laughs> I like just I I like everyone in it. I like what they're trying to do, and I like the music. Like it's just enough small little things to nudge me in the right direction of of accepting the schlock. So it makes uh, it's three recommends for National Treasure Book of Secrets. Hopefully, <laughs> the third one will come out by next year, and we can complete a trilogy. But uh, if not, I'm gonna have to shift to a different American patriotic duology, which I've been trying to push for the show for quite a while. But uh, I know Mama well, K is particularly resistant to. But uh, I will not go quietly into the night, and we'll see what happens next year, this time. Uh, uh, thank you guys for being on for National Treasure Book of Secrets. If you want to recommend anything to us, we, uh, we've we got openings. I've read some not-so-good news about Tenant, the Christopher Nolan film, could be getting pushed back uh, since COVID has spiked in several areas in the U.S. So we are flying by the seat of our pants. Just keep sending us recommendations. When theaters open, yeah. we'll be in them. But until then... Films with the Women of My Life on Facebook. You can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore pod host. You can reach out on Twitter at filmswomenpod. And you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Thanks again, guys. Happy Fourth of July. Pew, pew. Thank you. Uh, Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore Podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions 
at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole Delesio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies. Thank <laughs> you.